Greetings, 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 and welcome back. I'm Jay Severin. This is Invasion of the Giant Pod Pundit, episode number 42. You know, is that right? It might be 43. I'll find out. It's at least 42. It may be 43. Oh, you know what? It is 43. It is 43. And it's called In Peach. I-N Peach. Not a typo. Not a typo. Excelsior. of the giant pod pundit with Jay Severin. You know, <laughs> the I'm worried about the frequency of my podcasts because I feel like I ought to do one every day. But frankly, even I think that may be too much. And I, I don't even know if I would want to hear me every day. Now, there have been times when I have, and uh, there are times when I will, because that's when when the impeachment thing really cracks one way or the other. That sort of thing just requires really maybe more than one a day. And on occasion, I have done more than one a day. Well, in trying to make that judgment, uh, one thing occurs to me, and uh, just to share with you very quickly, the I don't think it comes to the level of being a sidebar, but uh, so it's a mini sidebar. It's like the mini bar in the hotel. It's a mini sidebar. So don't don't drink the vodka because it's too expensive and I want it. Uh, okay, mini sidebar here, and that is, as we know from having discussed this, 95% or more of news is man-made. 95% or more of news is man-made. Man decides to do it. They announce something. They close a factory. The, the, the GDP goes up. The Congress convenes. The Congress takes a vacation, the president goes to England. The pre- the, all of these things are planned in advance, obviously, and therefore 95% of all the news you see anywhere, wherever you get your news, is, is man-made. That being the case, I mean, sort of ipso facto, in the summertime, in the summertime when the weather's fine, oh no, uh, Mongo Jerry, who else would remember that song? Or that artist, I ask you, only here on Invasion of the Giant Pod Pundit. Uh, do you get that fascinating and utterly useless uh, parsley on our political plate? Okay, uh, what the heck was I saying? Uh, okay, in the summertime, people go on vacation. That's true in most civilized countries when you think about it, in the, in the Western world. And yes, I do mean the Western world is civilized, and I do mean by employing the term civilized, that there are countries uh, that are not civilized. In fact, they are uncivilized. They have never been civilized. They are, remain uncivilized, and they contribute nothing to civilization. There are probably 50, at least 50 such countries, I would imagine. So in the civilized world, which is all I care about and uh, all I have ever cared about and all I shall ever care about is the civilized world. Uh, people go on holiday. And that means that most of the news that concerns this podcast, which is civics, uh, slows down. That's why 
I find myself wondering yesterday, well, should I cast or not? Uh, it's Tuesday and nothing's, nothing's happening. I mean, there's a lot going on underneath the surface, which is why I'm here today. And so uh, I just want you to know if you are among the disturbed people, there may be a few of them, I hope there are a few, who would like to hear me once a day, uh, though that time is coming. Uh, right now in the summertime, it's, it's tougher to do more than a couple a week. Again, because we make the news and we ain't making any right now because people go on holiday and that means the news slows and all you have to do is turn on any cable network for five minutes and or no, for, for 30 seconds and likely you'll hit a story that is about food, you know, or surfing or something. Okay, that said, this is the star of the show, <coughs> pardon me today, and maybe of... This is definitely a candidate for star of the show for this year. I just love telling you about this. I heard today on Rush a, uh, an audio clip of Palooka Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi. She wants to suck your blood. We're, we're, we're editing that down to she wants to suck. And she does. Okay. Anyway, uh, Bella Pelosi was giving her daily press briefing. Can you imagine this woman? <laughs> Every day at one o'clock comes and talks to the press and they show up. The reason you don't see it every day is that the utter shite that she shovels at these press conferences is usually of the worst variety, even for Washington. Because you, she can't have something to say every day that's new. In any season. Anyway, She's at her one o'clock uh, presser. And you might think that's something they do with an iron to straighten out those hard wrinkles in her head. No, that's just a, just a media presser. And you hear Pelosi, I'm sure you can YouTube this. You hear Pelosi and she has to explain impeachment and that Hillary isn't going to be president because of impeachment. I'm speaking very slowly because this is the way Nancy Pelosi and really most Democrats must speak in order that their profoundly ignorant constituents can understand them. And it's important when speaking to constituents not to use big words like constituent. Also, I would advise staying away from niggardly. That got someone fired in Washington. You may know the story, you may not, but you already know it. You know, someone, someone employed the perfectly English term niggardly, and as you might imagine, having uttered it to a mostly people of color audience, they misinterpreted it grossly uh, as meaning something else. So stay away from, stay away from any English words that will get you denounced as a, a racist. Okay. Pelosi. <laughs> I didn't know whether to say Palooka or Pelosi. Maybe that's a new one. Pelosi. Uh, 
almost like almost like uh, never mind. Um, Pelosi went and uh, did her presser, and she in in a, in a bout of either candor or uh, advanced forgetfulness. Let's just call it that. She is a woman of age, you know, and she wants to suck and does. She said this. I'm paraphrasing, but every term I'm using is exactly uh, a, a quote. She said, you know, I've been traveling and speaking to people, uh, which, parenthetically, is an effing lie. You can find this out if you really wanted to check where she is. She flies on government planes. You know that anytime Nancy Pelosi wants to go anywhere, there are, there are a group of people in our government if they are important enough, not only get security and free everything, free everything at the Ritz, the Four Seasons, the, all the best, the Mandarin Oriental. Oh, man, what a hotel that is. Uh, they get everything free. Okay, that goes without saying. But there is a group of them. I'd say I'll put the group at about 30 to 40 of them. Also get like a 737 uh, equivalent. Air Force plane with Air Force personnel on standby to fly them wherever they want to go, whenever they want to go. And this is all for, you know, this is all supposedly for security reasons. So you could check the logs and find out where Palooka has been. And I'm telling you, she has not been traveling around nor speaking to the people. But let's go back to, let's go back to the, uh, uh, lying bitch, uh, Speaker of the House. Oh, did I say that out loud? I've been traveling, you know, and speaking to people, and I've discovered that many don't understand impeachment. You know, and I must tell you, I'm not sure I would have, like, 50 years ago, you know, when I was 60. Now, she didn't actually say that last part. I just that in. I, I don't think I knew it 50 years ago, which is interesting because if she didn't know it 50 years ago, I wonder how she voted on the impeach, how she felt about and voted on the impeachment of Richard Nixon or, or the prospective impeachment of Richard Nixon. So uh, is she telling us that she was, you know, already in public life and she did not know what impeachment is? Well, by the way, a lot of people don't, but a lot of people aren't Speaker of the House of the United States of America. But anyway, uh, I, most of us know, and, uh, well, most of us know. So she was speaking to the people, and she found that a lot of them don't, don't understand impeachment. And I have to tell them, you know, if, if we impeach the president, that doesn't mean that He's gone. And she did snap her fingers. Oh, snap. That doesn't mean he's gone. No, that's like an indictment. We have to see, you, in the, you go to the house and you, and you have to get an indictment. And, and then you bring it to the Senate. And you see, in the Senate, there's a trial. And, and you, you, you need two-thirds of the votes. And that's why it's so important that uh, that we have the strongest possible case to have any chance. But you see, I do, I have to explain to our people 
and by the way, parenthetically, she won't say this, but what she what she means, what the fact is, is that she has to explain this to Democrat members of Congress. I don't have to tell you who they are, but you often see them raving on CNN or MSNBC or quoted in uh, all the left-wing journals, New York Times et al. There are people in Congress so ignorant. I mean, there are a lot of stupid people in both parties, but the... the, the <laughs> she has to explain to her people you know, what impeachment really is. It doesn't mean that you impeach him and then the next day he's gone. It doesn't work that way. Also, and one other thing, she said, I also have to explain to a lot of people that Hillary Clinton doesn't just become president. You see, I I spoke to a lot of people who think that we impeach Donald Trump in Congress and and he's gone the next day. And then because Hillary came in second. I mean, she actually won the election. She didn't say that, I'm adding that. Uh, Then, see, if Trump goes, uh, we just impeach him like that, and then Hillary becomes president. Well, see, I've spoken to a lot of people who think that's true, and I had to tell them that they're the stupidest effing people on the face of the earth. She didn't actually say that. Uh, That was me. How about that she had to explain this? How about the fact that she has talked to people? Or look, maybe she's making that up. Well, I don't know which is a better story, that there, that she that she spoke to real people who are that stupid, or that she's willing to herself conjure the insult of her own people and say this is how stupid they are. But this is this is how and what. She has to explain impeachment to her people and that she again that really means her congressmen of her party some of them that want to do impeachment you know yesterday so she has to explain to her people about impeachment and the fact that hillary doesn't become president automatically how many ignorant democrat base voters believe this now at first blush This is merely hilarious. Then upon recognition of the level of profound ignorance required for that viewpoint, then it becomes frightening. As to impeachment, uh, we also caught Nancy saying, she was uh, taped saying, I'd rather have six major investigations going on against Trump than one streamlined impeachment. Well, that is a quote. You may have heard that before, of course, here, uh, weeks, weeks ago. But, but, no, big but, no, we're not, we've done all the Hillary today we're going to do. But, according to a report, and this is a good source, the Democrat impeachment leaders, there would be members of the House that would lead certain committees that by virtue of their office would have the say in how impeachment would be run, how they would prosecute, what they would go after Trump for, who would do the prosecuting, et cetera, et cetera. Well, according to uh, a Republican congressman, I could say that, 
The Democrat impeachment leaders have already been chosen, and far more. They have already conferred, and far more. They have already signed. They have already created and signed the prosecution model. They already have a document of agreement about who will say what when in attacking Trump in impeachment. And they have it in the top drawer of the desk, and they're just waiting. Well, I would say, by the way, what what this means to you is that it makes your role as a citizen even more important because if good and smart people sit back and merely laugh at this stuff, uh, you know, imbeciles will inherit our earth sooner rather than later. Also, as predicted, if I may be so immodest as to mention, by the way, speaking of mention, did I ever mention that I was elected the founding president of my fifth grade civics club and its newspaper? I've been wanting to mention that, and I'm not sure if I had, so I'm, I'm glad to have an opportunity to clear that up. As predicted, as far as Democrat congressmen are concerned, impeachment is already underway. And in fact, it is. I mean, in fact, if it's true, and, and it is, I mean, that they have drawn up all the paperwork. And anybody would do that, by the way. I'm not saying only Democrats would do this. Any party preparing to do something this bold and this historic and, and this risky uh, would, would certainly, even Democrats, the lazy slobs, even even they would prepare something and say, okay, let's see, what, is this, what does this impeachment look like? You know, who's going to be the leaders, who's going to speak, all of that. So as far as Democrat congressmen are concerned, and I could tell you so far about um, 40 of them, all of them are public, 40 congressmen and at least five front-running, so to speak, uh, presidential candidates on the Democrat side. So 40 members of Congress, uh, and, and about five presidential candidates. Uh, as far as they're concerned, impeachment is underway. It's a fait accompli. They're just awaiting some agreement, some blessing from the uh, Democrat Demi gods. See what I did there? You know, uh, headed by Pelosi. And these Democrat impeachment rabble are, with every passing day and every negative media Trump story, turning the screws on Pelosi to give up and issue the impeachment. The impeachment battle cry. The name of which really ought to be Into the Valley of Political Death, Road the 235. Forgive the addition there. And By the way, 235 being the number of Democrats in the House. Because their sheer ignorance and stupid impetuosity, the impeachment attempt will most likely kill the Democrats and their party, not their target. Will Pelosi relent? Her preference, of course, is to pull the pin on this grenade and hold it, hold it. Not until they have the strongest case, as she falsely claims. No, but rather... Wait until that elusive magic moment when she believes that public opinion has turned on President Trump. Public opinion turned on President Trump. When more 
voters, and you'll never see this on CNN or any other television network or station, possibly on Fox. It depends on who does, as you know, depends on who does the poll for you, how expensive it is. All these polls, the really good ones, are secret. I know. I've designed them. I've worked with them. I've used them to win campaigns all over this country and in several others. So so you know how I feel about polls, and I won't get into that whole thing right now, but we're about to. We are soon going to do a primer on that, an update. So she's waiting for that utterly magic moment when she believes public opinion has turned on Trump. And there will have to be a, a judgment made there. There's nothing that comes back and says, now, now, do it now. Go. No, there's even the best polls don't say go. If you know how to read them, they might say that to you. But naturally, it is a crucial, even suicidal judgment to make. So as she waits for that magic moment, it would be ideal for her, and if she's right about attacking too soon would hurt the Democrats, This, if doing this just at the right time, just as public opinion turns, if it does, it would make her a hero in the party, uh, which coincidentally means crushing the Alexandria Octavia, Octavio, the hell it is, uh, you know, the babe I'm waiting for the, the swimsuit pictures of. Alexandria Ocavia Cortez, it's just Cortez, okay? So on what, given all of this, how does she decide? On what circumstance does this perhaps existential decision rest? That is, how and when will Pelosi know and decide when to throw the impeachment grenade? And the answer, lingering out there, which you've known at the beginning of this paragraph, Polls, public opinion surveys, as we call them in the biz. Many, many bad ones. Those are the ones we see in the media. You know, that a, a channel for you turn on the TV in New York and it's the channel for Marist College poll. Oh, wow. Gee, let me tell me my future based on that. Uh, again, I'm not going to get into why bad polls are bad and good ones good. I've done it before. I will do it again. I hope you don't regard that as a threat, but rather a promise. Everything decides everything that we're going to see in here between now and impeachment, if it happens, everything, everything will be decided on the polls. Many bad ones, because after all, even though they're shitty polls with shitty results, The shitty media reports the shitty polls with their shitty results. And as a result, shitty voters see them. And so it becomes public opinion. When you see 10 polls in a row on MSNBC that say Trump is going to lose, and then the 11th poll says, who do you think is going to lose in 2020? They say, oh, sounds like Trump's going to lose. I've been hearing this. I've done been hearing this. You know, so... The decision will be will actually consist of the impressions made on the public by shitty polls with shitty results, believed by shitty voters, and many terribly expensive, terribly secret surveys, polls, we will never see. You know, only Republican secrets get leaked. So I doubt you'll ever see that according to... The only time you'll see... A Democrat secret leaked is when it helps the Democrats, is when it sounds like it's something they don't want out, 
But in fact, it is something they want out. And so they leak it and say, well, we think the Republicans did this to us. And that leaves no fingerprints. So I doubt we're going to see any Democrat poll results leaked, uh, the secret poll results. Unless, of course, there's something in them that benefits the Democrats. And then they'll leak it through a third party. You know, they, they'll give it to the New York Times and say, hey, it didn't come from us. But we're really happy to see that most people want Donald Trump boiled in oil. I mean, we never thought of that, but we're happy to see it. Okay, expensive, terribly secret surveys that we will probably never see. I will see some of them, um, not exclusively on the Republican side. <laughs> I'm, I'm not without my contacts, as you know, but mostly Republican ones. The polls will quite literally decide American history. And I don't mean someday. I don't mean some amorphous kind of history. I mean whether or not for the second time in American history a president of the United States will be impeached. That kind of history. And I mean next week or next month or more likely to be totally truthful after Labor Day. I mean, that's when when I was in radio and TV and planning vacations, you know, I was on call for Fox all the time. So, um, and had a show there with Tucker Carlson. Uh, I was on call all the time. And that sort of never changed. You always had to be ready to report, you know, within a few hours, no matter where you were. So that put the crimp in a couple of vacations, uh, climbs especially, I would like to have done that I didn't get to. But that's okay. I would never never trade it for the experience I had with Tucker and in general. Um, but, you know, being on call has, you know, it's, it's ups and it's downs. Mostly the ups is that you're on TV, you're on radio. And radio vacations were uh, always done that way too. Everyone goes away in summer especially July and August, especially August, especially the end of August. So my family and I would go to the islands here in at the end of the summer. Um, that's why nothing is likely to break before then. There will be news. There will be developments, especially the ones that uh, aren't reported that I know that I can share with you. So there will be stuff important and fascinating, I'm, I'm prepared to uh, promise, fascinating stuff, insider stuff. Uh, but I doubt that if they impeach him, they're going to impeach him before a week after Labor Day. But you never know. It, it You strike while the iron is hot. If Nancy, I could tell you this. If Nancy Pelosi, she wants to suck your blood. So we're going to edit that too. She wants to suck. And she does. Uh, if Bella Pelosi was running this thing, they would either not impeach him. They would kill him with 15 different impeachment-like investigations. It would look, sound, feel, and taste exactly like impeachment. But it's not. It's impeachment light. 80% fewer poll calories. Buy it today. If Pelosi were running this show, she would know that you don't do anything without public opinion. You don't do anything, anything that's going to help you reflect well on you in the summertime. You do it after Labor Day. You do it when people come back and they're settled and they go back to their uh, viewing habits and all of that. 
So she would announce this Labor Day. If she were going to do it, she might not. She probably wouldn't. I mean, do it. But if these other guys are rabble. They are truly ignorant people, troublingly ignorant people who don't even know what's good for them. I mean, they'll, they'll announce impeachment on the 4th of July, on Friday afternoon, if it's up to them. Anyway, history, real history, which I just love and love, you know, doing with you. So the polls decide American history. They're coming. They're first going to be, and it will always be from here on in, will include the question, do you think Donald Trump should be impeached? And a lot of the bad polls, because they're bad, the shitty polls with shitty results that impress shitty voters are shitty polls. And so they're going to be set up such that they will just outright cheat. They will slant those polls so that for every 100 people they ask, uh, of whom they ask the question, 90 will be Democrats and 10 will be Republicans. That's why they're shitty polls and shitty poll takers and shitty voters that are impressed by shitty poll results. But these polls will decide American history, the good ones and the bad ones. And as this evolves during the summertime, in the summertime when the weather's... Oh, sorry. Mongo Jerry. Thank you. Uh, well, this is why you have chosen wisely in retaining me to analyze these data for you. So please, please, along with me, do pay attention. These are, after all, billable hours. I'm Jay Severin, Giant Pod Pundit, giantly grateful to you for joining me, hoping you will uh, again very soon, and uh, certainly again this week. And also, if you would, hey, would you follow me on Twitter? I'm trying to get some uh, advertisers, frankly, uh, and it would be good if I, you know, had um, more people following me. It would, you know, I mean, we've got people following me, and that's great. It really is great, and I'm very grateful. But I need to get those numbers up in terms of the this audience. I'm assuming that if you listen to this podcast with any regularity, you also follow me on Twitter. If not, would you be a pal? Thanks so much. Excelsior, I'm Jay Severin.